0: On today's show, we have an awesome snippet from our Optimus financing team. They're going to discuss how to expand your marketing at state fairs and home shows. Take it away, team.
1: to make this very specifically about the interest that you have so we can answer your questions. So Donna, why don't you start us off on the first poll question so we can uh, take a look and see what we've got. Most of my business comes from referrals from my customers. My website drives all of my leads. I rely on social media, whether that's Facebook or whether that's Instagram, or I buy leads from third-party generators. So jump in and ask these questions. Tony, you see these questions? I do. What do you think is going to be the one that people answer the most?
2: You know, uh, it's a good question. I, I don't know the, the audience that well, but I, I suspect that we're going to get a lot of uh, repeat and referral business, some websites. Um, and I would suspect that, uh, you know, social media come in third, and hopefully they're buying them or relying on third
1: parties last, because we want to become self-reliant. I, I would agree. Dave, what do you think this is going to be?
0: I'm going to say with all the push, I mean, every, every event we go to anymore, we're seeing a bunch of people spending a lot of money on websites. So I think there's going to be a, 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 I think websites is going to be the
1: answer. I'm, I'm gonna stick with you. I think right now there's been, I've heard so much buzz around digital, digital presence and, and SEO and websites. And I know this is a topic that Tony is pretty near and dear to your heart. We're gonna talk about in this, but I think we're gonna see, my guess is we're gonna see that their website is driving some. Um, but what do I know? So, so <laughs> we'll see. we'll, we'll see what will go. The poll is in progress, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, what our results are. And oh. wow, that's good. So actually, I, I like the fact that referrals for my customers is number one. That tells me that you're doing a good job and people are talking about you and giving you a referral. I always think that's a good thing. Tony, what are your thoughts on these answers?
2: Absolutely. That's a great sign that you're, you're doing good work and that your name is top of mind among your customers and in your community. So that's a great sign.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Dave, you wanna jump in here on this? Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And, and with, I think we were almost right, Matt. I mean, 29% came from websites, 29% right? 29% came from websites. I mean, you guys would, every place we go, The website, the SEO stuff, having a lot of pages on your website is huge. So um, I'm kind of surprised that wasn't a little bit bigger number. But like Tony said, uh, I think it's fantastic. The referrals is the the
1: top answer. And the interesting thing on this particular one, Tony, is it's still 14% are actually buying leads from third party generators, which is interesting and again there's nothing wrong with buying leads we don't want to be negative towards that in any way but what we do want to do is hopefully through this webinar straight you know try to create that self sufficiency where maybe you don't have to spend the money buying the leads just outright kind of
0: surprised about the zero for social media yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean tony uh, in the i mean tony just Tony's a genius as far as generating leads and he's he's within the true home improvement business. Tony's Tony's got a name second to none. And Tony, in your experience from the traditional home improvement guys, the windows and siding guys, uh, are you kind of surprised that in the HVAC business that they're not getting more leads from social media or are you seeing that in traditional home improvement also?
2: I thought it would be a little bit more, but you know, you got to understand that Social media is a very visual thing. And so even within the home improvement space, we see greater success among those that are in the kitchen and bath industry because it's a visual product. And, you know, those products that focus on energy efficiency, things of that nature, tend to receive a, a lower uh, response than those that are have more sex appeal, if you will, uh, when it comes to the imagery. And so HVAC, um, heating and air conditioning, very you know, it's not a real visual product. It's something that's very necessary, but hard to communicate the value in social media.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a really good point, Tony. Thank you for bringing that up, is that home comfort, you know, and air quality is incredibly important, but it's really hard to visualize that. And when you're advertising or using social media, how do you actually show that, right? Showing somebody smiling in their house does not really convey what it's really doing. So, um, let's keep it moving. Let's, uh, Jessica. Let's get that second or Donna, Let's get that second poll question up. Uh, it's, this one's about what they're thinking about home shows and state fairs. So, contractors think home shows and state fairs are either a waste of time; they've never really gone, a great resource to meet others in the industry and find out about new technology, a great source of leads to meet new customers, or it's just too much work with not enough return. Um, and I can tell you that. From a financing standpoint, and it's not home shows, there's many times where if you send the wrong people and you don't prepare well, it does feel like, to be honest with you, you, Dave, you and I have talked about it, it does feel like it's too much work and not enough return. right? I mean, listen, if you're not prepared enough, but Tony, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I anticipate that the number one response will be too much work, not enough return. It's all about the ROI. I think people are willing to pay the price if they see the promise, but not enough people have been shown a blueprint on how to get great results in this area. So they they resigned to just other lead sources.
1: Yeah, that that, that that's my guess. Dave? I I'm I'm gonna think that you gotta go somewhere different because you can't you can't tell I really think I. I, I really <laughs> think
0: that in, in in our audience today. I think there's a lot of guys that have never even set up a booth. I've been to hundreds of trade shows and home shows and stuff like that, and state fairs. Always love to go to the state fair to get like some sort of crazy food, right? It's just an excuse to go, but yeah, the you know the frozen, <laughs> the deep fried, whatever. Um, but I I don't ever see many HVAC guys at the state fairs or or for that matter the the home shows, so. I think the, the the first question there about the never gone is gonna be the top answer.
1: So hopefully we can see results here and we will, um, right. So it looks like 14% of the people are saying they've never gone and it's pretty much split between it's a great resource uh, to get some leads, it's a great resource to network and it's just too much work, which is what I expect. It's pretty evenly split there. Yeah. Um, not, I guess not surprising. I guess that means whoever set up these questions <clears throat> did a great job of, of giving us choices that people are actually selecting. Um, I, I'm surprised that 14% said waste of time. Do you think it would have been bigger?
0: I thought it would be bigger just because the, HVC, the HVAC industry, it's a lot of smaller contractors. It's a lot of guys that that don't have big marketing budgets. And you got to spend some money if you're going to do a if you're gonna do a, um, a home show, right? I mean, Tony's gonna to break that down for us later in, in our webinar today, but it, it, it's a lot of work to do a home show.
1: Well, and I think the other thing, and Tony and I, you know, I'm leading you into something you already said, but I think this is really important, especially since we have so many HVAC contractors, When you go to a home show or you go to an event, how do you show home comfort? How do you show that air quality? How do you show, right? To your point, it's really sexy when you go to the hot. I mean, I know hot tub dealers kill it with these home shows because they've got hot tubs right there. People can see the look and they can see the sexiness of it. I don't know how you do that with HVAC. Yeah,
2: that's a challenging thing to do, but there's other ways to engage people. And that's really what it's about. You know, that's... uh but you gotta be on a rage to engage, as we say. And so engagement is paramount at these live events. And we can talk about a number of ways to do that as we as we move on.
1: So let's get the last third question. This is a little bit more focused on finance, because obviously with Optimus, we always wanna talk about finance. And this one is when we're talking about finance, what is the most important factor to you, right? What is it that, that you really concern about or keeps you up at night when it comes to financing? It, is, it, is it the low or no cost dealer fees? Are your dealer fees an issue for you? Is it the ability to know before you go? Is it important for you to be able to have that, you know, know whether a customer is there or not there? Uh, single application for all customers, right? Because we know that there are A, B, C, D customers is it important to have just one application? Is that an issue for you? Or is it ability to get over the 90% approvals? Are you concerned about approvals? What are, is the thing that would be the, like make the biggest difference to you from finance? I'm gonna end with you, Dave, cause this is kind of more in your specific wheelhouse. Where do you think is the most valuable aspect of this? So I think,
0: I, I, I don't think, I know <laughs> everybody wants a high approval rate, right? Because you spend, you spend three or four hundred dollars to get a lead you go to somebody's house you you, you spend a couple hours pitching your brains out telling them about all the advantages how much money they're gonna save on buying new new energy efficient equipment and then all of a sudden you the customer wants to take advantage of your financing and they get declined there's nothing then that, that's a bigger deal killer than having your loan declined at the kitchen table so I think and and I've even seen, I, I've been I've I've been blessed to work at, at at companies that have good approval rates, and they always say, Dave, don't worry, I know your fees had to go up because prime went up or whatever. We're going to stick with you, just because of your approval rates. So I think
1: approval rates should be the number one answer. I'm not going to disagree that I think approval rates are super important. What I will tell you is that. Where's the trend we are seeing, and this goes into kind of tying what we're talking about, Tony, the trend we're seeing is that more and more consumers are driving um, their behavior through online and through the convenience of their home before they bring a cons- before they bring a contractor to their home to have those conversations. And I I believe we're seeing a more and more digital presence, especially with financing. So I kind of feel like the know before you go, the ability for a contractor to send a link or drive them to their website so that they can get the customer pre-qualified. And then they know what that customer can qualify for, what type of customer it is, really can help direct their sales. So I, I have a sneaky suspicion that to me, that is a growing aspect. But Tony, of those, you have any thoughts on this?
2: Well, as the owner of a, of a home remodeling business that takes advantage of some of these financing programs, obviously, uh, we like the low cost, <laughs> merchant, <laughs> low merchant fees. Uh, but I'm uh, cool. bringing my perspective to the table. Uh, but you, you guys make very valid points. I mean, there's just so much value to you know being able to offer financing, being able to provide pre-approvals um, and g- give customers options and, and low, low monthly investment opportunities. So just uh, interested to see what everybody says.
1: So if we pop those those answers up there, look at that. Nobody cares about low or no cost dealer fees. I- Except Tony. Except for Tony. <laughs> Thanks Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. And again, Dave, you're you're hundred percent right. It's like overwhelmingly ability to get 90% approvals. The, they want to hear a yes. They That's want to why. hear, they a want yes. To hear a yes. Right? Every single time. Every time the the customer
0: and if you can get a yes whether it's th- to Matt's point, the no before you go and it takes the pressure off that customer knowing how they're going to pay for that for that job, right? I mean, what a great experience for the sales rep and for the customer to have a, a somebody in your house selling you something that you know you can pay for. I mean, what a wonderful experience that is versus, you know, throwing it up on a dartboard or, or whatever, however it used to be done. So um, I think I think it all works together. And Tony, real quick, I mean, have you, at any of your state fairs or anything like that, have you ever tried to get people pre-approved or home shows? Have you, have you done a pre-approval process and how does that, does it work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It works. And, you know, I've worked with a number of different clients on a lot of different industries and um, it's always a good idea if they're willing to, to offer up that information, you know, you, you, if you don't ask, you don't receive. So, um, you know, getting people pre-approved in advance saves you a lot of time and you can be very proactive and see more people increase your sales capacity. And when you have all those leads coming in at once, let's say you're doing a big state fair or a big home show and you get a a huge influx of leads, you have to qualify those leads and there's no better way to qualify them to, to know if they are, you know, uh, finance approved.
1: No, I think that's great. So let's jump into kind of the conversation we want to have uh, specifically around these home shows. You do have a reputation, and we're going to get into this a little bit, as being the lead king, which is a great, great, great name to be walking around. Do you have any shirts made that say I'm the lead king or hats or anything like that?
2: <laughs> no, not yet left the article for itself, right?
0: <laughs> that's right, Tony. Did you even know they called you the lead king? I mean, we didn't like. Uh,
2: is... <laughs> yeah, there was an article in, uh, in one of the one of the big industry magazines uh, where it titled the lead gen king. So I definitely remember that one. Very flattered. All right, cool.
1: So when we talk about home shows, there are obviously home shows. There are home shows in the spring where there's a, right. There's always home. The seasons are the spring and the and the fall. Is there a difference between the shows that exist in the spring and in the fall? And if there is, what is the difference?
2: Yeah, there definitely seems to be uh, greater results. Now, this is, you know, nationally speaking. Uh, In the the spring, uh, there just tends to be a variety of factors that affect that. Um, Less competition with football, (laughs) right? Um, (laughs) Tax returns. Tax returns is a big one. A lot of people are flushed with a little extra cash in the spring. Um, And so, you know, seasonality, just the ability to start a new project from the exterior or the interior without a lot of weather challenges. So we traditionally see that the spring shows perform much better.
1: So how do you, so having said that, how do you prepare for a fall show? Because they do, I mean, I know, Looking at our schedule, there's a ton of shows popping up and, and I've got our team members going all over the place. How do you prepare if you're going to a fall show and they're not as robust or whatever the term we want to use for the spring? How What's the best way to prepare for a fall show?
2: Well, you know, we love to connect with the target audience. And so if their mind's on football at that time of year, then maybe you want to have a television playing the local football game uh on tv so that people are not in a hurry to leave the event or maybe stop by your booth and spend a little bit more time because you guys have kind of uh, addressed that concern but we always say you know don't try to redirect people connect with people and so if their mind is on that concept if they're thinking in terms of the holidays then you know, t- transform your booth to be around the holidays. You know, perhaps you have Santa come sit in your booth at a certain time of year if, if it's a more challenging time uh, towards the holidays to get engagement. And so you have to attract versus pursue when it comes to getting engagement. So during the fall shows, you have to make a little more effort in that regard.
1: So that's a really good question. So. Is it? I mean, I, for for lack of a better way of saying it, is this? Does the size of your booth matter, right? And should you be doing those creative things be, beyond the size of the booth to try to get people? How do you bring people to your booth?
2: Yeah, we always like to say that it's not the size of the dog in the fight. You know, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And so there you so, go. So, much well, better,
1: much better term than I would have used.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The strategy uh, really does make a difference. You know, having a, an attractive booth, having uh, you know engagement, certain uh, components to your booth that will engage people, get them to stop their feet, get them to to really want to interact with you and your team. You know, you could be at a, a golf show, for example, and you could have a putt to win contest. You could be at a wine festival and you could have a, a, a huge glass filled with corks and have people guess the number of corks inside the glass. Get them to stop their feet, get them to talk about wine with you, and then you can transition into a discussion about their comfort level in their home and how old is their H-Current furnace or their HVAC system and kind of, you know, nothing like a, a good glass of wine in a comfortable room. So there's always a way to segue or transition but the first thing we need to do is stop their feet and engage them.
0: Awesome content right there from Optimus Team as always. Now, if you like this episode, share it on Facebook and if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your business to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. That's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week on Cracking the Code. Until then, bye-bye for now.